to steal from the Empire? You just walk in like you belong. They're so proud of themselves. So fat and satisfied. They can't imagine that someone like me would ever get inside their house. Cassian Ander. The Empire is choking us so slowly. We're starting not to notice. What I'm asking is this. Wouldn't you rather give it all to something real? I need all the heroes I can get. For the greater good. Call it what you will. Let's call it war. Hello and welcome to this one you want to watch spoiler cast for the Explosion Network's best TV series of 2022, and I'm Ashley Hobley. Joining me today, Dylan Blight. It's a wild turn of events, but we're here to talk about Star Wars being good. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long. Uh, yeah, so, of course, uh, if you've been watching Andor, you should probably go check out our discussions over on Holocron Entries. We did episode by episode uh, after shows discussing each episode but you know turns out and or best tv show of the year uh so we'll be you know give our overall thoughts uh now that we've got a few weeks to uh reflect on the series uh so if you haven't watched it please come back later we'll be discussing anything and everything about pop themes and ending of the series um yeah but that's it let's jump to discussion of and or created by tony gilroy directed by toby haynes susanna white and benjamin karen uh, written by Tony Gilroy, Dan Gilroy, Stephen Schiff, and Bo Willimon. Starring Diego Luna, Carl Sola, Adria Jonah, Fiona Shaw, Stellan Skarsgård, Denise Goff, Genevieve O'Reilly, Faye Marseille, uh, Varda C2, and Elizabeth Dula. In an era filled with danger, deception, and intrigue, Cassian will embark on the path that is destined to turn him into a rebel hero. Dylan, why is Andor our best TV show of 2022? Um... Because if each and every week, we did a little show called Going Rogue, and every week, we'd come in going, man, this show's still good. Like, after the first few weeks, it was surprising. Like, he was happy to be like, especially, <laughs> like, the first three episodes, you were like, hey, they were good. That was good. But the show just consistently got better and better and better. Like, especially when she got, um, after those first three, which you were like, not, they weren't bad. It's just like looking back, those first three are probably the worst. Like, not even like they're bad. It's just like that was like such just set up show, and then everything from then on was just fucking bangers. Um, every arc, especially out there, like so it would come in and be like, "Hey, what do you think of the show this week?" Amazing. Uh, by the end, I just it was, it was so redundant. I keep saying the show was good. <laughs> so I was like, of course it's good. We've always known it was good at this stage. Um, it's just crazy to me the fact that. Not only is Star Wars good again, but that this show <laughs> is the uh, was as good as it was. So like, um, and it's mainly just because it's a combination of treating the show seriously um, and not as a Star Wars thing. I think that's what led to its success. So Tony Gilroy set out to make a show with interesting and well thought out characters and use the world of Star Wars, but, like, brought it back to the way George Lucas would treat it, which is, you know, like, envelop it with also a sense of our real world. Like, don't go too far into the, like, when it comes especially to the real, the political scale of the Star Star Wars world, 
universe, whatever you want to call it, like tie that back in, make it feel relatable to to people watching at home. You can have the fancy stuff with the force and whatever else, but like when you when you come to the rebellion and stuff like that, you know, like the you always have the original Star Wars being tied into like Vietnam War and all these these mm. other elements that George was inspired by at the time. So I feel like like all the characters are like the rebellious actions are just very understandable and give these very layered and interesting characters. And that's, I think that's why the show is so good. It's not because it's, it's not because it's a good Star Wars show that's got like laser beams and cool fight scenes or whatever. It has some really great action scenes and stuff, but the reason the show is so good is because the characters are so well thought out, so well written. Um, got these amazing performances by people treating them as real characters, not as comic book um, superhero, like one note, characters which um everything else in these star wars disney plus series has felt like for the good or bad like we like the mandalorian for the most part enjoy that show but it does feel more fun than flavorsome for the most part um obi-wan was 100 percent that like there was was very little in obi-wan outside of just so focused on getting this whole darth vader obi-wan thing down that they really just didn't make it at all interesting because they were so focused on like I guess people will enjoy it because it's a thing rather than why or anything. So, um, yeah, super surprising. It's as good as it is, but it just is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think just the level of detail is so incredible. Obviously, we're, it much has been made of it being very practical uh, on sets, not in the volume, which kind of sets itself from the other Star Wars series so far. Um just the obviously a series not focused on Jedi or Force powers or uh, any of that. Just a very small story, but having large ramifications. Um, just the the kind of in depth look at rebellion and like how rebel movements are created, and um, obviously there's lots of different moving speeches throughout the season like i've gone back and watched that um martha speech like a couple of times from that last episode it's like moving every single time um still disappointing she didn't get to say fuck the empire (laughs) yes i mean that is the major takeaway from the end of uh, after the series when it's revealed you know they wanted her to say fuck the empire and it's like imagine if that that would have that would have like taken it to another level uh but you know uh yeah just the different way just the different worlds that we've able to see in the show obviously we've got uh what's the planet Ferex, and i think someone someone pointed out like the culture of Ferex is like has been more explored than any other like culture from star wars at all like here's all their uh grieving rituals and here's what they do when people die and here's other elements of the of the planet, you know, it feels like a an entire planet, even though really it's just one city in one part of the. It's just one location, this giant galaxy. It's a um, you can tell it's a working planet. Everyone there, sort of like it's a very like working yeah. centralized place. And until the Empire came down after the events of those first couple episodes, they were just like sort of happy to you know it was a small town vibe, but everyone did their jobs and got to work or whatever else. But. Um, yeah. But yeah, so the, then you bring in like the, the daughters of Ferrex stuff, the the turning you into a cement block, putting you in a wall, so you're always part of the the, the city and all that. Yeah. yeah, like so much really interesting stuff, which we kept pointing out in the going 
going rogue thing where you'd like be like, they never explained this one episode, but it's because just naturally the next episode when it actually made sense to explain <laughs> why yeah. and have a character actually fitted into a conversation, that's when it would come up. Like, there's yeah. Um, and, you know, they've explored parts of Star Wars that we haven't, you know, seen explored yet. We've got the whole new Kingdom of Fire arc, which is some of the best television of the year, clearly. Uh, Andy Circus showing up, uh, stealing Peter the Pit's hearts over the course of three episodes. Uh, you know, and we've got this crazy prison. Uh, we get a crazy prison break series inside of this, you know, story. Um, with this, the crazy design prison with like electric floors and they're building machines and, you know, they've got all these tubes and pipes and all kinds of bullshit. Um, yeah, just, just all this creative new elements to Star Wars that, you know, fits in with the idea of the Empire and Star Wars and, but, you know, has, we have never seen on screen before. So I think, and just visually, like every single episode is beautiful. It's like crazy how good this show looks. Um, like I've seen like them talking about like shooting the Arcana Five stuff and how hard that actually was because obviously it's very uh, disorientating having all that white light everywhere and then them in that room having to shoot and having nowhere to sit so they just have to kind of stand there barefoot on this set. Um, yeah, it's freaking freaking crazy. So, um. Diego Luna, fantastic, you know, I don't think he's, he's not like the, I don't think there's like any amazing, like, standout moments, but he's just brilliant throughout the entire series as he slowly grows from uh, someone who's just wants to get by to somebody who wants to actively be part of the rebellion. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's one, it's not a loud performance, like, and it's not as, like, outwardly Brilliant, I guess, is something you see like Andy Serkis's performance or anything. There's no, like that. he doesn't tell you how he's feeling. At any no, point, but the, you know what I mean? but the thing that makes his performance good is throughout the whole season, you you fully are aboard his arc of this guy going from I don't give a fuck, I just want to escape, get rich, you know, like f- fuck the empire, yeah. but also fuck the rebellion. Like his arc and like the slow process of that is works because of him. I mean, the same can be said for Genevieve Riley. He gives this fantastic performance, but it's not super showy either. So that's like yeah. another reason why maybe doesn't get as much shout outs yeah yeah absolutely well genevieve o'reilly should have it as mom mothfast uh having this whole other separate arc to pretty much everybody else in the cast um of you know trying to funnel money across and like working uh within the senate and having to deal with all these different parties again bringing up another element of her culture and like uh her backgrounds that being a big part of uh, her story and her relationship with her child um, and her marriage. I mean, all her like little spycraft kind of work uh, having to deal with, you know, being constantly surveilled and that kind of stuff is really fantastic. Um, the surprise, I guess the surprise element of the show that we didn't like kind of see going in is uh, the characters of uh, old old mates, uh, Cyril Khan and, and Dedra Miro. These yeah. two fascists who, you know, you know, you love to hate. <laughs> you know, right from the off, you're like, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah, well, from the outside, he just he just plays such a wormy motherfucker and you just know. And I'm glad that by the series end, I'm still like, fuck this guy. Because it wasn't like, I've no regrets. Yeah, he's, yeah, 
great performance. Deidre Mero, like, is such a weird, interesting character because obviously there's times where you're like kind of rooting for her against the other Empire people, but then you also remember, oh, she's an Empire person who's trying to kill her here. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, you want her to succeed in her arc, but then your brain's like, you know, she succeeds in her arc over here. It actually fucks our heroes in the <laughs> other part of the story. You're like, oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you've got Stellan Skarsgård, who you know, fantastic as uh, this this shadowy figure, kind of behind pulling the strings of Luthen with his crazy spaceship, and uh, you know, and then the ability to turn off. And or two. Oh, my mother! Ability to drop drop character, raise character in a drop of a dime. Uh, It's interesting to read all the different speculations around his character. Um, And what is that? Obviously, we got moments with uh, Saul Guerrero. Shows up briefly for a couple episodes. So that was really fun. And then Fiona Shaw, I think, you know, fantastic in the brief moments that she's a guest to be in the series i think um like each like i haven't gone back and watched it but like i feel like those first couple episodes will hit even harder now uh seeing you know knowing what's to come uh that's bix no whatever her name is bix oh that's fiona shot yeah yeah i can't remember that actually so that's fantastic. And we didn't even talk... We've obviously... The show opens with uh, uh, him wanting to find his sister. And we get this flashback to Cassian as a young child. And there's a whole another culture and element of the show that kind of never gets picked up again. But, you know, has its own complete story. I'm sure it's, it's going to continue through the next But th- that's, yeah. a, again, another entire culture that's completely different to anything we've seen in Star Wars so far. Yeah. It's really fantastic. Uh, another element of the show that is fantastic is N- Nicholas Brittle's score. Like, mm. amazing music throughout the entire run. Whether it's the crazy disco-esque theme that kind of opens the show that felt very uh, drive. Or uh, through to, like, that crazy futuristic marching band in the last episode. That shot of them, I think you pointed out during the actual episode, but I've gone back and watched it several times. That drone shot over the top as they're walking yeah. towards the square. They're playing yeah. this music, fantastic. Like one, maybe one of the best moments of the year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So and the music, music's actually, yeah. Because what's so like that whole scene's just great because you get the. As I was pointing out when we talked about, it, like I just love stuff where the music that's playing, um, in the I in say the world. Diegetic is the word. Like, diegetic actually music. In, yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it just works so well with everything that happens in that episode. So. Yeah. Uh, again, like, the writing in the show is fantastic. Just the ripple effects of, like, every single action, like, rippling through the entire series. Whether it's, obviously, the big uh, heist and what effects that has on every other planet throughout the entire galaxy. Uh, what law- changes to law enforcement and that kind of stuff gets made. Affects his mother, affects his friends, affects yeah. himself, <laughs> gets chucked in prison because of it. Uh- <laughs> but it, even him, like, leaving that part when they're trying to escape in, like, the third episode and mm-hmm. then being able to trace it back and, like, that's why Axis is able to come. Uh, they're chasing Axis on Ferex. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's just a beautifully written TV series, obviously with so many amazing speeches. Uh, mm. with a like Martha's speech, uh, the 
kids like rebellion uh monologue or whatever i can't think of the word i can't yeah yeah, well. yeah. Uh, or like obviously stellan skarsgård's speech to uh his his mole on the on the elevator on the br- on the bridge or whatever. yeah on the, the bridge elevator. yeah and then andy circus's oh yeah narcana five's like narcana speech. five like over the pa system thing yeah so many be- amazing moments yeah so that's why Andor's our top show 2022 uh any other thoughts on Andor? No, I'm, it's, yeah, really, really great. I just wish Star Wars was always as good as this, you know, that's the, I stand by what I've been saying. Like I haven't changed my mind. I do think this is the most, this is the best Star Wars thing we've had since The Last Jedi, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Very keen. And of course, now they're shooting Andor season two. So that's exciting. And I'm, it's, it's got me more excited for Star Wars again. Like, obviously we've got the Bad Batch coming out later this uh early 2023 the alkalite is set to be something completely new as well yeah really excited that. for that that's yeah <laughs> uh even the mandalorian season three you know yeah. i got my hopes up more because <laughs> obviously that's going in a depends how much luke well. skywalker i've got to fucking deal with <laughs> <laughs> i don't think he's going to be in it very much you know yeah. he already he already got rid of the child so <laughs> yeah fair all right, let us know what you thought of Andor. Let us know what your top show of 2022 is by going to explosion.com slash Twitter or jump to our Discord at explosion.com slash Discord. Uh, if you want to help us out here at, at What Do You Want to Watch or Explosion Network, uh, leave us a review, Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Uh, leave us five stars, anyone can leave five stars or just tell people about the show. Of course, head over to explosionnetwork.com. Uh, you can support us by going to explosionnetwork.com slash support, or you can check out all of our best of 2022 content by going to explosion.com slash best of 2022. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, keep watching stuff, I guess. As long as everyone thinks I'm an irritation, there's a good chance they'll miss what I'm really doing. What are you really doing? This is what revolution looks like. I'm tired of losing.